This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening, good evening, and thank you for coming this evening. Tonight we are going to have, uh, going to be kind of hard because we're going to talk about the young people that got killed in Texas. It's really going to be hard, so, but maybe we can make some sense out of something. I don't know. Um, The person who shot his grandmother in her face drove to Rob Elementary School in Texas and entered the school through an open door, through an open door, and locked himself inside a fourth grade classroom, killing 19 students and two teachers before law enforcement killed him. The thing I, I just don't understand is there was a policeman who was trying to talk him for, to trying to keep him from going into the building. Uh, one student was told from an officer to yell if you need help, and one young lady said help, and the shooter heard her and came into the room and shot her. It has been said that the shooter was in the school for over an hour, in the school for over an hour. And it's been said that an officer was unable to stop him from entering the building. He called for backup, and two more policemen were also unable to stop him, and they called for help. The policeman saw this shooter wearing body armor and carrying a rifle. And during Governor Abbott's press conference, Beto O'Rourke interrupted his press conference and told him that everything, everything that happened was on him because he was the one that he changed the uh, age on getting firearms. It went down to 18, thanks to him. But he says it, it has nothing to do with the guns. And everybody knows that they're saying that because the NRA gives them lots of money 
because they want them to stay in the government so that they can keep their um their their uh, guns going just like they like. So having said that, I'm going to introduce our guest, Miss Jamie. Are you there? Yes, I am here. Okay, and I thank you for being here tonight to talk to us, and maybe you can give us some sense. And then I'm going to introduce my boss person, <laughs> and um, he works with me very well. And I'd like to introduce Mr. Coleman. How Hello, you doing? Good. How are you? Fine, thank you. You sound kind Hello, of. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying hello to the guest. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I was just wondering. I know this is a bad topic, but it's something that we have to talk about because at any time, at any time, things like that can happen. Like the young man drove 200 miles to kill black people in the grocery store in a grocery store. So, I mean, it could happen anywhere, but you feel bad because these are children. These are children. So, I don't know. What do you think, Miss Jamie? What do you think? Well, obviously there was something seriously going on this person uh, mentally and emotionally for him to to do something um, that's hurtful to others. Uh, being that we are not able to speak to this person to find out what went on and what was going on in their mind, uh, we can only speculate as to why he made this decision to do what he did. Um it is very hurtful and painful to um, hear those types of things, being that I still have children that are in school. Um, so my heart goes out to the parents of those students. Yes. Um, yes. It, it's a very disheartening indeed. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's something that will never change. They will always, it will always be there. And a lot of things have happened since then. One of the teacher's husbands died of a heart attack. He died of a, you know, a heart attack. We don't know if maybe others might, you know, die or parents might uh, separate there's a lot of things because people just can't deal with it. And I can understand that that's that's hard. That's hard. So what do you think we should do? What should we do? 
So um, as I think about the situation and um, things that have occurred in my life in the past, um, there's no quick solution to to this type of violence. No matter how much we want to say change um, gun regulations and things like that, um, in my opinion, is it's the person, right? And if the person didn't talk to anybody, didn't choose to seek help, we can't stop the person per se, um, but we also can't assume that a new law is going to stop someone who has a criminal mentality because a criminal does not follow the laws that are created, parade outside of any law that has been created. They don't think of order and justice. They only are thinking of themselves um, when they um, commit any crime that's committed. Yeah, I guess so. I do believe more, I do believe more talking, if we can get people to talk, um, more education on the effects of violence, how it impacts beyond that initial situation. Like you mentioned, someone's husband had a heart attack, and I'm sure it was due to the stress of not knowing um, if their spouse was going to return home. Um, that is a lot of stress to be put under um, and have to deal with. Very, very stressful time. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I, I, I just, it, it just hurts me. There was one uh, student in the room, and the young man told them that they're going to die. He walked in the room and told the people, the young people, that they were going to die. And it just so happened this young man was behind a um, chair. And when the shooting came to him, the bullet hit his thigh, but he pretended to be dead because, of course, you know, he didn't want to be dead. But he was there. And the thing that I cannot understand, because they do say that there was a policeman. Now, this young man was not trying to hide a rifle. And the officer outside could not dissuade him from going inside. And then he called on two more and they couldn't do anything, so they called. They had to call and get more. But he was in there over a, an hour, an hour. Now, I, I just, I don't know. I have a real problem with that. And most of these uh, shooters now are wearing arbor, you know, to keep themselves from getting killed. It didn't help him, but... And he shot his grandmother in the face before he left the house. Well, good for her. She did survive, but she called the police then. 
Yeah. So I don't know what what is it with these people. You got a young man that's driving two hundred miles away from his home to go into a grocery store and kill black people. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I have people that. <laughs> okay, people. Uh, I'm going to stop and let some of my guests speak. Okay, let me see. 6357434. Okay. Hello. Hi, are you? Where are you from? And what's your name? This is TC from Detroit. Okay. Okay. Uh, You got a lot of that. Uh, wrong. The information that that you are talking wrong. about has okay. been changed. Yes. As oh, they today, changed it. There was not. There was no officer at the school. There was no officer that uh, confronted the guy. Okay. When the police when the police actually came, the first one he stood outside because he heard the shooting. When the others came. Uh, they also stayed, stayed outside. And some of the parents was trying to get into the school, you know, to uh, try to save their kids. And these three officers was out there fighting with the people trying to, you know, get into the school. Where one guy was able to get into the school and they were able to get some of the kids out. But when the... Uh, the, the sharpshooters or the people from the border came, they actually were in the school for 45 minutes on one side of the door while the guy was on the other side of the door. And now the question is, if they were on the outside the door, why did they wait that long before they actually went in, you know, to stop the shooting? So the, the question actually falls down to... Uh, they were just scared. They were scared. And they're, you, they're you're speaking of the policeman? Out. Are you speaking yes. of the policeman being the, afraid? Yes. Of? Yes. Of? Yes. Afraid of what? Themselves of having a gun or the children? Somebody else having a, 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 a assault weapon. They were outgunned. They were out. Yeah, they were scared. Yeah, they were now they're trying to figure out who was the person that was in charge during this time. They tried to say it was the uh, school detective uh, or sheriff, whatever they call him. This guy is only in charge of like six people, you know. So he said he wasn't in charge, and then uh, the sheriff said he wasn't in charge. So now they're trying to figure out who exactly was in charge of the rescue uh, uh, the rescue of the kids So that's That was the change And the guy that died His wife got killed In the uh, In the uh, in the shooting he, she, he was, she was one of the teachers That got killed I know You know so So that's what the latest and the greatest Except For uh the new the Chris what you call it, Christian right 
Christian, whatever they call it. They they just came out with an ad. Uh, how does it go? Uh, children obey your parents, but this is but that this is right. You know, I, I know I'm paraphrasing because it don't sound right to me in my head, but I know it's it's it's, it's that thing. But they just put out a, a an ad with the baby, the Bible, and an M16, and on that on top of it said, you know. Something about belief, you know, the one about the but child. Train up, train up a child, child the way he should go, and he would not depart from it. Yes. Pat, what what was it? Raise Makes up a child old. the way he should go, and he would not depart from it. No, I was trying and to. They had a, go ahead. They had, uh, the, the maker of the gun that the shooter used in the uh, Texas shooting. It was Daniel Arms or something, Daniel Firearms. And they had an ad on Twitter about a week ago where they had a baby sitting on the floor with holding uh, AR-15 with the magazine out with the bullets on the floor next to him and an adult's hand pointing at him. And the caption was, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're an adult, they won't depart far from it. Oh wow! And so, so you know they were definitely espousing, you know, raising your children. Wow! Them, but then they made their Twitter page private after the shooting, and put out a um, a response saying that this was, you know, an evil, um, an evil act. Wow! I didn't see that, but I have another. Caller, hi, caller. You're calling from. Hello. Oh, um, and how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Okay, you know what? It's it's so confusing. The first thing I would say, people not doing their job. Okay, that's one thing, and I know that there's fear and things like that. But um, they're not doing their job. And then they're preventing, and when you say they prevented the parents from trying to get in there to save their children, well, that's a natural response. But if you're not going to go, why would you prevent them from trying hmm. to go and do something about their children? And he was in the building that long. Yeah. They could do nothing at all. Nothing at all. That's Sometimes, what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I guess I take the wrong side. This is a. Um, a Hispanic sound like it's a Hispanic community, you know. And I, I look at it this way, too. Ever since we got this um, notion of making America great again, and that goes back to what eliminating people. And I wonder if this, maybe this way this was handled, it was handled in that way, you know. The shooting that happened in Buffalo, you know. The shooting that happened at that church. They're saying they're taking back their country, country, but it's, it's the attitude and, uh, that uh, they're, they're, they're losing something. White America is losing something, and they're trying to regain what they feel that they have lost, you know, what they feel that they're losing by minimizing in any way possible. This is what I'm getting from it. Maybe I'm overplaying, overplaying my hand in this, but this is what it sounds like. Well, let's ask our let's ask our guests. What do you think, Miss Jamie? 
um, there are a lot of reasons that people are doing the things that they're doing, and I can't say if it's because they want to make America great again by eliminating people. Um, some may have those intentions. Others just may be just got issues. Um, Again, we are never inside the heads of the people who are committing the crimes that they're committing. I just know that they obviously have become so emotionally detached from human beings that they are willing to destroy others to fulfill their hurt. They want others to hurt as much as they're hurting. And so if that is the agenda, is to eradicate other people, I don't know that. Um, I've not interviewed any of them, and technically I don't want to be in their head from that perspective because that is a dangerous place to be when you stop believing in human beings and the lives of others and your impact on them. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that the shooter in the Buffalo uh, case uh, you know, he left a manifesto, and in part of his manifesto, he said that he wanted, he had considered shooting up a school, but he felt that the the black kids were too stupid, and it wouldn't be enough of them at school. Uh, so <laughs> he wanted to go to the grocery store, and he said that he uh, he wanted black people to be afraid wherever they wherever they went, um, and so. Um, you know, you can't go to the grocery store, you can't go to school, you can't go to church Yeah. You know, without thinking twice, you know, about uh, whether or not some fool is going to come in and shoot it up. And that's just like in Charleston um, with the killer um, um, that uh, worshipped with the congregation there. He worshipped with some of the people. Right. Before he killed them, so... Uh, I think that in a lot of instances, um, people are pretty welcome into the black community or, you know, if not welcome, you know, as long as they don't do anything disrespectful, you know, like the Asians and some of the beauty stores, beauty supply stores, you know, have a tendency to um, go left. Um, You know, black people are pretty... Uh, forgiving and and and, uh, um, and open-minded when you know other people are in our community, uh, but when we are in other communities uh, that aren't so welcoming, uh, you can feel the tension. You can actually, you know, not feel welcome. <laughs> you know, if you're in some predominantly uh, white communities with the American flags. All over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you can kind of feel out of place in your own country. So it's uh, it's unfortunate that we have taken some steps back, and uh, they've made it okay to be openly racist. Uh, yes. And you know, and, I you wonder know, how down, that came about. How uh, what came about? Uh, it it's no longer you know 
hidden. It's all out in the open now. Well, I mean, Trump Trump was instrumental. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trump was instrumental, but you know, you have to look, and even the Democrats, you know, you got uh, the majority of Democrats are white, you know, and most of them are men. You know, yeah. and so if you look back, you know, Joe Biden has been vice president for four years, well, eight years. He was vice president for eight years with Barack Obama. And right. now he's president, you know, but prior to that, he was, he was one senator of the, for years. Senator. Yeah, he was, he was one of the people and they that created he was, fighting, the, too. he was one of the people that created the uh, mass incarceration bill, you know, the, the three strikes you're out. You know, which um, really affected, you know, with him uh, and supported by Bill Clinton. You know, uh, whereas black people were being incarcerated uh, for longer jail sentences with the same amount of cocaine. It was just, you know, majority black people had crack and, you know, majority white people, you know, had powder. So... (laughs) Um, so I mean, you know, today, today, an ally, you know, uh, <laughs> but prior, you know, uh, not so much. So you know, at the end of the day, you know, white, you know, it's just you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. You know, people want to hold on to power. You know, the money and the power. Yeah. And in in a lot of instances, you know, uh, Caucasians are afraid of being replaced, to be, you know, replaced by people of color, you know. Um, in the year 20, I don't know what year, 2030-something or maybe 2050-something, uh, and I think it's 2034-something, the Hispanic race should uh, be in uh, the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, so now, uh, you know, they want to have these abortion rights and make it illegal. Uh, so they want, you know, they want everybody to have these have babies, you know. They want, um, you know, all these people to have babies, you know, especially these white women. They want, you know, they, because it takes, you know, like 2.1 kids to replace yourself every generation and so you know people are not having as many kids um but back to the uh the shootings you know it's uh both of these shooters were 18 years old and um i think yeah. the <laughs> shooter in this uh yeah the evolved Texas case that just shot up these 19 children uh, I think he just turned 18 on May 6th and uh, bought him an AR-15 and almost 400 rounds of ammunition. Um, and, you know, he ended up buying two two guns online. Uh, you know, spent close to $3,000, and they said he was unemployed. So, you know, I'm wondering where, he, where his money came from and... I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he dropped out. Yeah, I mean, so he wasn't the, he wasn't the brightest bulb in the in the box, you know. So, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out 
where his funds came from. Because I heard an expert say on TV that, you know, the AR-15, these bullets, you know, can go right through the police, uh, the law enforcement uh, vest, you know, their armor. It can pierce their armor, go through their body, and come out the back. Oh, wow. Uh, So they don't stand a chance. So you can only imagine what it did to those children. And, you know, the parents had to give a DNA sample to match up with the children. So, you know, the children were just not something you want to see. Oh, wow. It wasn't, you know, identify your child. It was, you know, give us your DNA and we'll match your child with your DNA. So that's how bad it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was was bad. Yeah. Well, Miss Jamie, what do you think we should do? Well, I know we we mentioned the age limit being dropped uh, to 18. And that was the governor's doing. The governor's, you know, take on it, right? So anyone can get a gun illegally. That's true. That they obtained it legally, okay. The criminal intent, regardless if it's if the gun is obtained legally or illegally, is still criminal intent. It's still violence toward others. So this eighteen year old could have went to a friend's house and got that firearm and got the ammunition to do what they needed to do. Or, like you said, he went in and purchased it himself. But does that stop us from allowing those who need to protect themselves um, from going to get firearms and ammunition? Again, it's all back to if it's criminal intent, we can't control someone else's intention. And unfortunately, that is how we operate. We think by putting laws and raising ages and things like that, that is going to stop someone from doing things that they shouldn't do. How many people drive their cars without their seatbelt, even though they know there's a chance that if they get into an accident, they may fly through their window? Or without a license. Or without a license. I mean, so... Anybody who has evil intent, you can't stop evil intent. What we can do is prepare ourselves um, mentally. We can prepare ourselves to have people that are trained in the schools to respond, to hear that uh, they didn't go in and respond immediately to save those lives is very disheartening on so many levels. But you can't stop evil intent. Because you are not, we are not inside the minds of the people who have evil intent. We don't know what the trigger was that that changed this person's perspective on life and having respect for other people's lives. That we will never know, which which really sucks. Because we would hope that we would learn from this and be able to do something different. But the school doors should have been locked. Yeah, there should not I have agree. been accessibility to those children. 
Yeah, they that that a lot. Yes, yes, yes. And I uh, read somewhere that you had kids in the class that were calling 911 for help. Right. Now, um, I, I mean, I don't know. Let me I ask you a question. Know. Okay. Uh, you, the young lady that just got finished talking, uh, trying to say there's nothing you can do to pre- prevent something like this from happening. And that's not true. Or else we wouldn't have bars on banks. We wouldn't have uh, bars on our house. These are things you do to uh, to hopefully uh, lower your risk. If an eighteen-year-old uh, couldn't get couldn't have gotten the gun by ordering it, uh, you know, if they move it up to twenty-one, you don't think that would stop some people? From buying it? No, I don't think it'll stop them because you, uh, an 18-year-old but, can get a gun off the street illegally. So, so it doesn't, if they're doing so a black market deal. Should we just roll up the streets then? No. What I do believe is being able to um, arm our teachers with the ability to hear our children. I do Are agree with that. I do believe that children should have their cell phones in the school at all times and not taken away from them for matters like this. Are you serious? Because if the children, am I serious? Yeah. If you're not going to have security and police officers inside the school, then there should be someone there to protect them. What do you do for a living? What what do you do do for a living? living? Mm -hmm. I'm a mother first. I'm a mother of okay. three first. That's so who I am. Are you going to arm all your kids so by the time they get a, get 18 that they'll know how to use a weapon? Yes, sir. It's not a weapon if you are training them how to defend themselves. Okay. Well, it's I'm glad. What, a weapon I want to know criminalized. where you live because I definitely don't want to live next to you. That's uh, <laughs> And yeah, come on, come on, have, come on. No, that's the ability true. to change our narrative. What are you going to do? You're going to so arm everybody. Is, you all are talking now, about white everybody. supremacy. But that's on, her opinion. That's her opinion. She has hers, and you have yours. She has hers, and you have yours. But you can't say that. You can't say that your whatever you think is better than someone else. You can't say that. You cannot say that. It's your opinion. It is your I'm not, opinion. I'm not, I'm not doubting that. I'm not, I'm not doubting that. So who do you call? My question to you then is who do you call to defend when there's an active shooter? You call someone else who has a firearm, Correct. You call someone else who has a countermeasure to stop but, but the threat. I agree with you on that. I agree with you 100% on that. But I had, that my teacher, question to you was, teacher, was you're going to start If there was a the teacher armed in that school that day, could let, those let children me, have been saved? I, know, I, I understand. Hold on. Let, let, her make, let, her, let her make a point, TC, and then you can you come is, in. 
If there was a teacher that was armed and trained, would all of those children had to have died? Can you answer that question? Can I answer answer that question? You answer it. I'm asking you. That's that's, That's an impossible. That's an impossible way to figure out who would have been alive and who would have died. But my okay, question well, here's was, the, my question go ahead, was, ask your question. you're saying that you're going to train, you said, I think you said the kids are three, five, or whatever. And my question was. No, I said I have three. Start, I have three children. Oh, you said three. Okay, I'm sorry. And you said that you're going to, you're going to teach them how to use the gun and everything. And I'm saying, is there any age limits should go there? Should they know how to do that at yes, age there's five, a, eight? Yes, there's an age limit. Okay, but, but what is how, the age how limit? Do you, what do is you the teach your limit? child, do you teach the five-year-old how to drive a car if they don't understand the rules of the of the a road. vehicle? No, but you when just answered my is, question. You okay, just answered my but question. But I didn't say that the children should be armed. I said the teachers should be armed. No, 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 there's no, no. Difference. I asked. I asked you after that. I asked you that question after that. You said I heard you said the teacher should be armed. But okay, now I'm a 65 year old teacher, and I got me a I got me a a, a gun on my. Uh, uh, what uh, do I get to carry the uh, M15? Because the people might have the M15. If I have a regular gun, I wouldn't be able to stop them. Period. So um, actually, you could. You, what am I going to do if the police you could, if was you can't afraid? stop someone because someone has an M16, or you know that's what you all that's what we're referencing. That doesn't mean that you couldn't stop them with a different firearm. We are assuming that this person yeah, has armor. extreme accuracy in what they're doing. The question is. When are we going to stop assuming that the gun is the problem? People are the, the problem. problem. People if are making a decision to use TC, can you listen, please? Go ahead, Jamie. If there was no firearms, then people wouldn't have access to use them, right? That's true. Okay, so there was a stabbing, a mass stabbing. In China, that wasn't a firearm. That was a knife. And that person went around stabbing people. Do we get rid of fake knives? <laughs> we, we don't get rid of fake knives. So we can't you know, say that the knife is the problem. And the gun is the problem. The people, people, human beings are the problem. Well, on that, on, you human know, beings on that are the note. problem. On that note, I don't agree with Army teachers. You know, I think teachers have a hard enough time, you know, doing lesson plans and trying to keep the kids in line. I yeah. think that, you know, and, and there are, you know, a number of teachers who are afraid of weapons or who don't want the responsibility to have a gun. I mean, you know, even if they could, I, I, you know, there are just certain people that don't want to be around a gun. Now, I mean, in the event that there's an armed shooter in the building, of course you want someone to be there that's armed to uh, offer some resistance. And in this particular case, 
there should have been a resource officer in this school, but there was none. And the police, the initial police reports said that there was, that, you know, they engaged the shooter, um, and all that was a lie, you know, and that they, you know, initiated and fired Adam, and, you know, all that has been um, changed now, you know, to find out that there was no resource officer, there was no engagement prior to this uh, shooter going into the school. He was outside. He crashed his grandmother's truck and was outside 12 minutes before he jumped the fence and went into the school. Uh, said They said that he shot, you know, a couple shots at the people that were some bystanders that were across the street. I guess it's a funeral home across the street, you know. I guess they were in front of it. <laughs> and, you know, he shot at them. Uh, so my question was, within that 12 minutes, how come the school wasn't locked down or alerted? And one of the things that I came up with, because, you know, Texas is different. Um, you know, a lot of the down south uh, communities, people could go in their backyard in the woods. You know, I got a cousin that does it in, in the South Carolina Um and so, you know, the sound of gunfire may not have been alarming to them. You know, if you're used to hearing uh, gunfire, you know, so it may not have initially been alarming, but I think that just for uh, protocol, once the kids are in school, the door should be locked. Yes, I agree. You know, I think so, you know, I think that school personnel um, has to answer that question. But as far as arming teachers, I don't think that's the answer, you know, um, because not everyone needs to have a gun. You know, the the what they're saying now is, you know, a good guy with a gun. What, you know, what beats a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. You know, and, and I can agree with that, but I don't agree that the good guy has to be the teacher. I think that, you know, there should be other protections put in place for the students and the teachers in the building so the teachers don't have to walk around with 38s on the hips. I mean, I know, you know, there's some pastors that walk around strapped, you know, and, hey, I get it, you know. Um, if you're sleeping with, you know, one of the women, you know, in the congregation who's married to, you know, the deacon, they maybe you need to have your you need to have your gun on because you know, you never know what's gonna jump off. Y'all can scratch that from the record, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. But, but another um, caller. Okay. Okay, caller. Uh your name okay. and where are you call calling from? I'm T C also. Okay, now I don't agree with teachers walking around with guns on them. And also, I don't agree with, um, I, I don't, I don't agree, okay. I, I don't agree with uh, teaching children how to use weapons. Uh, you know, children are children. And, uh, excuse me, my granddaughter came in. Children are children. And uh, my, um, my husband and I 
we never purchase a toy gun for our children. Now, these two young men, to me, there was a lot of evilness in them, and we know the former president has said, making America white again, I mean great again, that's something that they cannot do. Um, there are too many, now there are too many uh, interracial relationships, and it should be where if you get credit from someplace, you just don't go get credit that same day. They are going to investigate. It should be the same with weapons. Then it should be against the law for these people to go online and get guns. That should be against the law. That's something that should not happen. And so... Uh, you know, we have to think about that, and we need politicians that's going to think about the well-being of people in general, the well-being. And so, uh, as I said, those, both of those young men had a lot of evenness in them, and as I had stated last week, we all have some mental issues. However, people now, even our leaders, people now are just doing any and everything that they can do because they see they're getting away with it, and they have gotten away with it for so long. But I would not want my child, uh, I, would not, I would not teach my child to use a gun. I would not do that. They're going to learn how to do things quick and soon enough as is. And as I said, to me, a teacher do not need to walk around with something like that on them in the classroom. And you know what? Accidents does happen, and you can have a weapon on you and still get hurt. Well, that's true. Yes, and well, accidents, accidents does take, happen. you got to have one of those students take it off for you. That's right. That's right. You know, you so, got some so students me, in some schools that, would, that, you know, come up and knock you upside the head and take your gun. That's right. And to me, what they should start doing, and I agree, when the children are in, lock the doors, lock the doors. And then on top of that, you know, you go someplace, and you can even go to some of these police stations. And what do they do? They, you just don't go in there. They, um... They, yes, uh, right. You're right. They, they test you. They t- uh, uh, to see if you have anything on you that is. Uh, that's right. And I'm trying to get it right now. If you have anything on you that's going to. Uh, no. Uh, uh, yes. 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 And 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 if they they need to do that in the, in the schools as well. They. And you know what? Because uh, since everything is. Everything now is really and truly out of hand. So what we have to do is try to think. You know, you have to, as they say, you have to outthink the next person. So uh, we do need need metal detectors as one thing that definitely is needed. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, I, agree. I think you know, I, well, Pardon you me? know, I'll just. I'll just make this quick comment uh, in regards to metal detectors in school. I think that it takes away, well, I mean, you know, if, if, I mean, if that's what you have to do, in de- depending on the area, I mean, there have been metal detectors in Detroit public schools for years, you uh-huh. know, uh, to keep out weapons. And I was in the sixth grade and had one of the sixth grade students brought 38 to school. Uh, mm. And so I, I and I've known of, of weapons to be in school, you know, um, you know, the school to get shot up, 
but I, I've known, you know, of weapons to be in my high school um, mm-hmm. at, at times. Um, so the metal detectors would have definitely, you know, at that point in the 80s, uh, would have kept those weapons out. That's um, right. But I think it takes a, it takes away an innocence um, that the kids have. Um, now, it, now, at that particular school, it wasn't a kid's problem. The kids weren't bringing in weapons. No. You know, so, you know, the problem was the outsider that brought in a weapon and shot up everybody. So I think that it, it changes the culture when you have to walk through a metal detector. It makes it feel like it's unsafe. Now, if you're in a community where that's necessary, then I understand. Uh, but I don't think everybody needs metal detectors. And um, uh, we're going to make a, another point, but I, I forgot it. So we can go. Continue. Well, now, another thing. Now, since the incident occurred in uh, Texas, they arrested a young man out here in Sterling Heights. Um, because um, from, well, anyway, I might not have everything correct. Anyway, they did arrest a young man out here because I think he had gone on social media or something like that and, um, you know, and was making threats. And just like here in the city, there was this young man. I don't know if y'all saw it on the news or not. He drew a gun on this uh, other young person in the classroom. Did you all see that? Yes. So I I understand what you're saying, though. However, something is going to have to be done. Something is going to have to be done. I think You're right. They they need to raise the age of, oh, I know the point I was going to make. You know, I I bought a a pistol online, Yesterday, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Ask, you know, I I could have been blind, crippled, and crazy. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't ask those. They didn't ask those questions. You know, they just asked. Uh, you know, for my birthday and my payment, and my credit mm-hmm. card number. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I just purchased the pistol. You know, yesterday, mm-hmm. online. Um, so, the process is fairly simple. You know. Purchasing weapons online and at gun shows, so I think that you know having background checks. Now, if I was to go to Dunham's or you know a sporting goods place or something, uh, a store that sold them, you know they do a background check. They you know they run you everything, do your paperwork, make a phone call, make sure you're not in any registers registries as a felon or. Uh, you know, you don't. Nothing pops up. Well, to me, but they online, need to do a back. Well, they need no, to do a back. They need to do a background check on everybody that purchases a weapon. And another thing, when you when you think about it, where are these young people getting these weapons from? Where are they getting them from? And um, coming up, coming up down south, uh, there would be one in the house over the door. We never bothered it. We didn't think about bothering it. So um, uh, it's just like now, even little bitty babies going under the mattress, going uh, wherever they go, and they find these weapons. And you know what? And I don't know. People people apparently have become too careless 
uh, with mm-hmm. these weapons. They have become too careless. And so, as I said, a teenager, and that was nothing. When you think about it with these two young men, that's nothing but evil and hate. That's all that was. And But how yeah. can you... How can you, in good conscience, do what they did? How can you? Well, I mean, you know, if you got evil intent, and, and that's you know, exactly and the devil, what that was. And the devil is real, you know. The yes, he is. is yes, so he is. With that in mind, and these folks um, don't realize it's going to all come back on them. They don't realize. They don't realize. Yeah, well, his came back because oh yes, shot quick him. and in a hurry, quick and in a hurry. But and the, then the uh, other one thought he was going to get away also, too. Uh-huh. Well, the shooter, the shooter in Buffalo that, that, that killed, you know, the 10 uh, black people, uh, he walked he away. He pleaded you know, not guilty. That's what I was mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, yeah, yes. he pleaded. And, and you know what? Now, let me share this with you. Had he been, as they said, a person of color, would they have walked away? No. Nope. Oh, not at all. He could have been driving and, and got murdered. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, it's, that's it's a, true. It's a different standard for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, how can you, in good conscience, hate somebody that bad? And you know what you wonder, do they realize the same God that made one made us all? Yeah, a lot of people about. don't believe that, though. No, I know right. It's something, it's something to think about. But you know what? They might as well wake up. Something to think about. But I do believe I do believe that you know um, people need to have need to know how to operate a a weapon. Um, My daughter's you know uh, my 32 year old daughter has her CPL license, so she's licensed to carry. And Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm working on getting my 23 year old daughter uh, into some classes so she can get a weapon uh, Mm -hmm. and have it. You know, she's supposed to be moving down to Austin, Texas at some point, so I know everybody down there got a gun. You know, you don't need a background check. You could be a felon, you know, you just go buy a weapon. So she needs to be able to defend herself. And so I do believe that um, uh, people need to know how to defend themselves. Uh, now, at what age you want to start teaching them? And I know there are some people that take, you know, young kids hunting, you know, and so, you know, yeah. they teach them how to and, shoot. And the, well, the blue-eyed you know. folks are good about doing that. They um, And then um, purchasing weapons for their children. I recall some years ago I was looking at either, I forgot if it was 2020, uh, either Dateline. And in Kentucky, uh, they had this, as I said, it was either 2020 or Dateline. So in Kentucky, um, the little girls, they uh, purchased little, uh, what was that, the pink, they was pink weapons for the girls and for the little boys. Mm -hmm. They said they was blue and brown and uh, that they was purchased for for the little boys. Yeah, so... Okay, well, uh, I just want to ask our guests, I mean, what do you think we should do to keep the children safe? Well, if the the doors are locked, then maybe 
if the doors were locked, then he wouldn't have gained access unless That's he shot true. the door open. I wonder there why no they one... didn't have them locked, though. I don't know. No, they didn't have that. the doors open. Who was there guarding the door? Well, you, well, you know what, one thing... Was, one thing, it seemed to be in uh, a small community, and they probably, well, you, well okay, let me, let me explain this. Many times we don't think that people are going to do anything, and so this is probably what they thought, that nothing, well, I know they had to have thought, nothing like this would have occurred. So that's probably why they did not have the door locked. And then, as you all said, the police, they... Uh, most likely was afraid for themselves to go into, you know, to do to do anything really. Yeah, they weren't, you know, they weren't trained for that. And it, even if they were, uh, the experts said that in a lot of big cities you have to do continuous training so that your because your first thought is to fight or flight, you know, is to retreat, mm-hmm. and so you have to be exposed to this, you know, in training over a series or period of time so that your mindset when you encounter this will not be to retreat but to uh, to go to where the shooter is that way. You know, you're putting your life in danger, but, uh, you know, that's what you've been hired for is to protect mm-hmm. and serve. So, well, they, they even interviewed the, oh, what is that, um, uh, out here in Oakland County, the what's his name uh, Mike Duchard or Bouchard or whoever his name is, and yeah, he said that yeah he said they would have gone in and had even if they had to take the car to hit the building you know they would have gone in mm-hmm. so uh, and so well yeah and uh, I mean hindsight you know uh, anybody can come up with you know, solutions about what they would have done, I mean, you know, after the fact. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you're in the spur of the moment and you have to act, you know, in split second and make split second decisions, you know, it determines on your preparation and mm-hmm. on what what moves and decisions you make. And they decided to wait an hour. You know, to call in. That's crazy. You know, the sharpshooters, the negotiators. That was crazy. You know, and, mm-hmm. and the, you know, uh, and so, you know, at that point, the principal opened the door because the shooter had locked the door. And so I'm thinking, okay, didn't the principal have a key an hour ago? You know, because you know, <laughs> they had gotten, huh. gotten in an hour ago, but... Uh, <clears throat> You know, it was just, uh, they blew it. They blew it. I mean, and, you know, 19 children and, and 19 two teachers. 19 mm-hmm. yeah, Two teachers paid the price. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. those, the rest of those children will be, you know, have trauma for the rest of their life. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they so will. Their that. parents, too. Their parents, what? too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and then I the one that. husband died of a heart attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, TC uh, asked where it was, that the person was just evil. Uh, uh-huh. The other day they showed uh, they showed one of these mega churches uh, down down south, and this preacher was preaching, and everything he said was hate. 
He mm-hmm. said, is there any Democrats in my church? I want you to yeah, leave. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, wow. wow. But, yeah. Oh. This was a that pastor was being saying that? From the pool. Yeah, it's a white pastor. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't see that. Then you wonder why these kids this have what we're all messed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's where know, they come in. Our leaders, our leaders. That's exactly where it it's is. coming from. It's our coming leaders. from the leadership, y'all. If you're a I Democrat, get out of my church. Well, now, where isn't is the something? God in that? Uh, it, it's not the God in that. That's not. It's oh not. my God! But he he, he called. Mm-hmm. He said, "If you're a Democrat, you are a pedophile." You are a kid of Satan. Now, come oh. on now. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So Miss Jamie, coming. did you see that? Mm, I didn't see that either. I sent no, you. No, I, I have not seen that one. I didn't But I the didn't devil is busy. Either. The devil is busy. Yeah, we know he we is. We know that. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Miss Jamie. I have enjoyed you so much. I really have. I hope and pray that you have enjoyed us. I know we kind of get uh, a little roguish, <laughs> but we are—we still, you know, we're nice and we are God fearing. I can tell you that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, you know. And what's amazing about being a human being is that we have our free will and we have our, um, we've been afforded our own opinion. And that is what makes the dynamic of human beings so beautiful, is that we're able to have discussion, express our opinions, learn from each other from different aspects, and um, just respect each other in the process. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm I'm glad you came. I really okay. am. Uh, what are you saying, Lucy? Did you have something to say to the guest? Oh, excuse me. Oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm on phone calls and everything. But uh, you know, it's like the woman was saying. The other guest was saying, it's the leadership. They feel that they're comfortable in doing what they want to do. Another thing, that community. It sounded like it was the community of the Hispanic. And you don't think that you're important enough for somebody to do that to you, know. But it's the feeling that you have a right to do something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of, um, of um, an incident that happened with one of my relatives. Her little girl, no, the woman was, was a single parent having her the time. But one of her friends came to the house when she wasn't there. And her oldest child he was trying to get in. Her oldest child knew what the shotgun was, and there were just three kids. She had to take her sisters and brothers and put them aside, and she took the gun and pointed and blew that door down, <laughs> you know, Whoa. and the man ran off, okay? She had to do that. A young child had to go and use a shotgun to protect, you know, and all of this. And um, it just goes to show you the time that we're living in, you know, where That's things right. are not so, yeah. Loose, you know, and I think that community didn't feel that they were that important that something like that would happen, and uh, just did not know how to update how to handle it. You know, they were comfortable where they are, and I think we have to all come to the conclusion that we can't be comfortable no more. 
That's right. And I thank our guests for coming. Okay. Okay. So, Miss Jamie, uh, what do you think about the children having uh, being able to use them if necessary? I do. I agree that they should understand safe gun handling. They should mm-hmm. understand the repercussions of their actions, um, that it is a life and death situation when they choose to use that as an option to defend themselves, but they should know how to do it in the event that they need to protect the home and protect themselves. Yes, it makes mm-hmm. sense. had to do, yeah. Yeah. It was at a very young age, too. Yeah. Let me well, say, can I tell you a quick little story? Okay. I was at... Well, most people that's in Detroit know it from the church. Uh, I was at a gas station, and I was pumping the gas, right? And usually when I go to come from work, I always used to leave my gun inside, you know, inside my avalanche, my truck. As soon as I start pumping gas, these two guys with guns come running from around the building, right? Now, that just happened to be the day that I did not leave my gun in in the vehicle. But now, as, as I look back on it, if I would have had the gun, even if I would have got one, there would have been a there would have to be a shootout with the other guy. So for some reason, like I said, the man upstairs looked after me. I got shot twice. But like I said, I I, I never felt any pain. You know, one went through my leg and the other went through my. Uh, uh, next to my ribs, and I actually lodged in the back of my in my back, right. So I, I even today I think you know if I would have had a gun, we would have had a shootout. Would I have made it? You know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. I was fighting with one guy with a gun, and I knew there was a second guy somewhere. So I'm fighting like not fist fighting or trying, you know. Because the guy was hitting me upside the head with the gun while, you know, while he was talking, and the other guy just snatched my wallet, you know, out of my, you know, out of my back pocket. And so the guy went and shot first. He shot me through the leg. And I said, man, don't you know, I said, I don't even know what you look like. You got my wallet. You know, just, you know, just, you know, just go, you know. And so he went to leave. Then he, that's when he shot me in the, by the rib, by my rib cage, right? So mm. I said, uh-oh, this ain't going to end too good. So then he put the gun to my face. Mm. And I said, well, okay, now, you got, you got one or two choices. You can let him shoot you or you could try and fight, you know, and get away. So we went to tussling for the gun, and then uh, we both went down. But see, while I'm fighting him, I also realized there's another guy somewhere with the gun, but I don't know where he's at, you know, because my intention is to the guy that got the gun in my face. So he gets up, and before he runs, for some reason, don't ask me why, he stopped and fired three more shots. But luckily I didn't get hit by those three shots. Praise God. Praise God. You know. But so like I say, you know, sometimes, you know, I often wonder if I'd had my, you know, if we were getting the shot out and you know the shootout, would it have ended the same way? 
again, poor again. Now that's uh, well, we, we we don't know, and and that's gone. Just thank God you're still here. Thank to God. Tell the story. Mm-hmm. All right. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Having it might get you into more trouble without not having it, you know. But for mm-hmm. everything is a toss up when you got to make that decision. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't carry one, but maybe I'll go, I'll go and learn how to work it if I need to. I don't know, I don't know. Well, anyway, I, I, I have enjoyed you, JB. Did you have uh, something that you wanted to say before you left? I uh, just wanted to say thank you again for having me on. Um, oh, absolutely. Love and um, appreciate everyone having an open mind to um, just hear each other out. And That's right. We can't solve all the world's problems, but we can, nope. Um, nope. We, we can choose to love each other and learn from the different experiences. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, that's true. Yeah. Sometimes you can make that cake the way you've been making it for years, and this came out flat. What happened? So, you know, everything doesn't come right all the time. So I appreciate you for coming and being our guest. I think you said a lot of stuff that um, gave me to think. You know, it really did. So... I have to talk to my co-host, Mr. Coleman. Great show. I think, uh, you know, uh, we do need some gun gun legislation. Uh, There's a bill in Congress right now, H.R. 8, which is uh, for background checks. Uh, And we do need uh, our legislature to... Uh, approve that bill at the minimum for people that want to purchase guns. So uh, America has the most homicides of any civilized nation. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and as far as why is that? Concerned. Good grief. So, uh, you know, we have over 300, 300 million guns on, on the streets. And so uh, that's why. So uh, uh, we do need to have some gun registration, some gun legislation. I don't think that, you know, it's necessary. Well, uh, I'm a gun owner myself, so, you know, I like the right to be able to have my own uh, protection. Um, But, I mean, you know, I understand that if, Someone has that and has ill intent. But, uh, you know, I also say never bring a knife to a gunfight either. So, you know, I know that there are people that are training their children, you know, from babies to fire weapons. And if they just happen to have um, an attitude where they don't like uh, certain people or if they're, you know, being raised as racist and, you know, they're forming militias and things of that nature, and other people aren't being prepared on their end, and, you know, they're being unprepared. And, you know, you go to somebody's house and they've got 
you know, 50 guns and, you know, 10,000 bullets. And you got a steak, a steak knife and, you know, and a butter knife, you know, I think you're going to come out on the short end of the stick. So I think that, uh, uh, you know, we need to wake up, open our eyes, see what's going on around us. And um, while they're allowing people to purchase guns, I think that, you know, people need to take advantage of that, men and women, and, you know, learn how to shoot and be able to protect yourself. Somebody breaks in your house, be able to protect yourself. I mean, you know, you can pray to God, you know, Jesus help me. But Jesus help me with these with with these fifteen shots so I can shoot straight. <laughs> so, okay, so that's all I say, you know. Make sure uh, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Need it and not have it. Okay. Well thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Okay, uh, Miss Tommy, what do you think? <laughs> well, I think I said enough. Uh, truthfully, though, um, I do feel that there should be um, more. Well, when it comes to when it comes to these weapons, more should be done. And uh, the Republicans are so concerned about getting money that they are not concerned about the well-being of the people. And you know what? And we we do need to be more concerned about the people. And yeah. uh, they need they need to do more investigating of people before they uh, you know sell a gun to someone. And another thing, they need to stop it where you can go online and purchase a weapon. That need to be stopped. And okay. matter of fact, that should, that should not have been started. And then um, uh, I know your co-host said, was talking about all of the, what is it, the weapons that's on the street? All over, let's, let's just say this, all over the world. And if I'm not mistaken, it seems as if a couple of years ago, they had said something about the, I think, the United Kingdom, where they really don't have weapons there. And now the United States, look at the weapons that uh, are on the streets in the United States. So something needs to be done about it. Something needs to be done. Okay. All right. Miss Lucy? Uh, I, I agree with our, our um, uh, Miss Lady that just spoke. <laughs> But um, the thing that gets me, when you look at the atmosphere, especially the political atmosphere that's tied in with religion, you, they, they want this so that they can always be in some type of control. And this is what they're fearing. Uh, someone made the statement, if I'm not mistaken, they made the statement that the Republican Party, have, the white evangelical people have traded uh, President, uh, former President Trump for Christ. And they're saying it, you know, they want to, like they say, make this country great again. And it's when people are being marginalized and things of that nature. And you see the, the, the attitude, the, the, that's what they see, and this is what they want. We're taking our country back. You're taking our country and all of this. We who are considered um, um, not a part of the mainstream, we have to do something about it within our communities to try to fortify our communities. 
I think this community, you know, didn't think something like that would happen to them, you know. And, and it did. This is what I'm saying. This is their agenda to keep the guns out there, to keep this going. Oh, yeah. No matter what. Stand, stand, I was afraid that the person came up on me, so I had to shoot and kill him. And they, they're getting away with it. It's going to be more and more and more. Now, as my understanding, that one, one country had a shooting of killing of children and stuff, and they put a law into effect, and they haven't had that since then. And I heard, I, I forget what country it was, or what, but they did. But most of the presidents, they say the same thing, they do the same thing every time, and nothing is ever done when it comes down to a person having a weapon. Nothing is ever done like, you know, done at all. And it keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And this is what I'm seeing. It's the, it's the okay. temperament of our country now. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. TC, you have anything you want to say before we go? Yeah, I just agree with them that, you know, we need to have uh, more background checks. And now they're, they they open a division. Of, I think it's the FBI or CIA. Well, they're no longer tracking guns. They're tracking the bullets that come out of the guns. And so that way they can follow whatever gun that you have, you know, every time it's been shot, you know, in, in, in some kind of uh, robbery or like that. But it's a whole new thing. So that's why the Republicans don't want them to tie the gun to the, the bullet to the gun. So that's why they're trying to make sure that uh, – you don't need to do it, have any registration because it's, it's going to be too easy to actually find what gun that bullet came out of. Okay. And that's it. Well, thank you. I'm glad uh, all my guests were here. And what I'd like to say is never worry about who will be offended If you speak the truth, worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. So having said that, I say good night, everyone. Thank you for coming and being with us. This has been Let's Talk About It with Jenny White tonight. Good night.